<laughs> so one thing I like to mention quickly is this is there's like you know an experience yeah you've had experiences yes like you put your hand on a fire and it burns your hand and then you pull it off and the pain or the sensation decreases to the point where it doesn't hurt anymore so that's like an experience it had a beginning yeah it had the middle and it has sort of like an end most experiences come and go but there's a sense of being the one that's always there the experiencer yes that's the sort of this the assumed thing so there's experiences going on and off but all day the story is that there's only one experiencer so these are your experiences happening all right so that that tendency to put everything on an experiential level is strong and it's strong in this kind of information too people still want to have an experience yeah where this isn't an experience it's about a state and not even a state let's say the stateless state but let's just use state as as at least a difference maker between experience so and so when you look at it as an experience there's once again the experiencer is lodged in that yeah the feeling of being the experiencer yes so if you're like if there's an addiction to the experiential level it's usually coincides with the addiction to the experiencer the mental addiction to that and so the experiencer will even take it at this far even with these talks where the experiencer the seeming one will want to have an experience of its own absence yeah so he'll come to these meetings hoping to get that it's a non-self but as a self yeah as the experiencer it's a habit it's very very strong so a lot of people come to meetings and they're in that mental frame or that mental format and so they hear this message and they're waiting for it to be an experience they want to have an experience of it yeah they don't see they don't and a lot of it times they're not even interested in it being something that's always there because that doesn't seem to have much influence it's i want to have an experience and i want that experience to last i want to keep experiencing the freedom from self let's say yeah but i want to experience that as a self in other words i want to have the experience that's a non-experience but i want it to be an experience to me as the experiencer that's a trap you know it that's why a lot of people miss it they're still expecting it to have this like magic wand and make everything great make everything fine like nothing's ever going to disturb me ever again all things are going to go my way and it's not it, that's like that's like fantasy land yeah it's you get your your mind and its attention and its its interest gets removed from the experiential state or leaves the experiential state and goes back a little farther let's say to hopefully through mental states to the state of being in a way now that sounds like it's a thing but it's we're using a language but let's just say it's not of an experience and it's not of a mental state yeah i like to call it mind the big m that's not a mental state mind is mind and then mental states arise yeah based on these conditions of the body and everything like that so the reliance or the, the the real relief is not in an experience because experiences are defined by the interconnected uh polarities here yeah 
Like if you have an experience of hot, then you'll probably have experiences of cold. You know, it tends to go that way. You know, you'll have what you call an experience of being connected, and then you'll probably have an experience of being disconnected. Or you'll have an experience that you got it, and then you'll have an experience that you lost it, like with this message. Yeah? That's not so. There's no getting of it, and therefore there's no losing of it. It's a primary state beyond all these states that come and go. It's a primary condition that's not conditioned. It's a primary state that can't be experienced. Yeah? It's not of this place in a way. So all the ways you know things and try to understand things and try to get things and try to have things don't work with that. Yeah, You can't get it. You can't have it. You can't experience it. Yeah? You can just, there's a recognition of it. There's a recognition of what you're not, which is this veiled groping and trying to attach and get and experience. You see that you're not beholden to that, and then there's a sense of what you may be. Yeah? You get a sense of it. It's not an experience. It's like an overriding sense. Yeah? Like presence, let's say. You don't experience presence. There's just the presence. There's a sense of it. Yeah? Because if you experience presence and then you don't experience presence, doesn't mean the presence left. The presence didn't go anywhere. Yeah? And so you can have the sense of presence that never leaves, or you can try to shoot for an experience of presence, which is going to, for it to be an experience, it's going to have to be infrequent. It's going to have to seem to disappear. Because you won't recognize it if you unless you experience it. And the way you experience something is there's an absence of it, then there's a presence of it, and then there's an absence of it. Yeah? That's how it gets to be an experience. If you felt something all the time, it would be a state. It wouldn't be an experience. Yeah? And if you were something all the time, if you are something, if you are something, what's actually a nothing, if you are something all the time, that's beyond state and beyond experience, yeah? What a nice place to rest there, because it's always, always available at all times, no matter, no, no matter where you are or how you feel you are or what you're thinking you are, it's still available at all times. So the presence isn't experience, it's just, like say, tuned into in a way. And how does it become tuned into? I would say by tuning out of what you're picking up now, you know? Like you're getting your, the frequency most of us are living by is self-centeredness, yeah? It's a mental state that influences and interprets every, and the physical experiences, and then it has this vague compartment called spiritual stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? has tons of ideas about it, but none of them are close to the real thing, yeah? And, then, and there it goes, and now it becomes the dominant state you're in. So every experience gets looked over or reviewed by the mental state. And then it's sort of it's sort of put, all right, this was a good experience. I want more of those. This was a bad experience. I don't want more of these. And it has this big assumption. It has some power to try to control that, you know? Like, all right, I'll sort it out this way. I'm going to minimize that and maximize this, yeah? But then you're, it's like trying to balance a seesaw, yeah? You're try, every move you make, which you have to move, is going to make it go like this. You can't, you can't stand on it perfectly still because something will come here and something will come there. It's the dualistic experience, yeah? So some people say, 
Uh, have you ever, do you feel depressed? Yeah, I feel depressed at times, but there's no one who's depressed. It's a distinct difference. It's not like we're going to try to totally neutralize the movement of this place and just make it bliss all day. That's a useless point. It's just realizing that's an experiential event. You're not. Why not get a flavor of what you are, which isn't something that comes and goes. You're not a body that comes and goes. You're beyond that or prior to that. And that has different conditions than this place has. This doesn't come and go. This doesn't go, it doesn't get bigger and smaller. It doesn't become available and then non, not available. It doesn't shrink and expand. Yeah? It's not of this place. So, it's like Jesus supposedly says, you know, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. You know? So what's this world? This world is experiences, isn't it? You're having tons of experiences all day. Things are landing on you and biting you. You experience that discomfort. You experience the heat. You experience, let's say I'm in the shade and suddenly the sun comes, the experience changes. It's always changing by tons of different variables. Yet what never changes? Yeah. Don't you feel that you at least have some kind of connection to that? I mean... I mean, look at every scene of every crime you were in. You were there. Yeah? Every moment of your life, there's been one ingredient, you. Now, the mental process has claimed it to be the body, and it crowned it with the, cons- the constancy of reality, but it's not real. It doesn't have the constancy. It came and went. It's Some of us, it's now on the downhill. Yeah? It's declining. It's eroding. You know? Our cheeks were once here. Now they're down here. You know? The neck has moved into the chest area. You know what I mean? Our ears are sort of touching our shoulders now. You know what I mean? Gravity is working on the body. Yeah? I mean... So... So this comes and goes. Just because... Everything seems to be shorter than this thing that we experience. Doesn't mean we're the reality. We're just a, we're just an elongated experience. Yeah, the experience of a body, and it's going to come to an end. What can what was there before, and what like this old master would say? What were you an hour before you were born? What were you then? Yeah, or you could say, what are you at an hour after you die? Open up to the possibility with that little, let's say that intriguing little idea, see what it does. It will entice the mind to get out of this obsession with being this person and maybe just start, you know, roaming in its infinite pastures, you know? (laughs) Maybe you'll get a sense that you're truly not of this place while you're in it. Not by denying what you seem to be in, but by affirming you're not that which is in it, and then, then actually affirming and honoring what you are of, which is not of this place. I mean, how many spiritual moisturizers have you put on the spirit? I just put on sunscreen for my skin, not for the spirit. The spirit, has, there's no need to polish it. There's no need to sort of exfoliate it. There's no scrubs you need. It's always available at all times, right as it is. Beautifully, beautifully pristine like the sky. Is the sky getting old? Yeah? 
How many things have appeared in the sky? Has it reached its quota? No more birds are flying through me. No fucking more birds. No, no more planes. No more moons. No asteroids or comets. No shooting stars. The doors are closed. Nothing is appearing in the sky. We're, we're under repair for a few weeks. Yeah? I've been so full of shit, I feel like shit. Yeah? No, it does just constantly... Available things arising, things departing, things arising, things departing, things arising, things departing. Yet there's one constancy. So just because you can't look at the sky you are, doesn't mean you're not that. Just because you can't look at the space, doesn't mean you can't sense it. Yeah. Like I'm at this old guy I really like, Douglas Harding. He had a he had an idea called on having no head. Yeah. So he supposedly, I'm, I hope I do him justice, but he was walking around the Himalayas. Let's, let's take the, the beauty of that. He was walking around Marin City Hills. Let's keep it, you know, so everyone doesn't buy a ticket for the Himalayas, you know. Right. He was walking down the mall <laughs> to the village center in Corte Madera, whatever. Right. He was walking in the hills of Marin City. And... Uh, he had this. He's just had a feeling, and he saw. He looked, and he saw his feet, and then he saw his legs, and he saw his fists. But he couldn't see his head. <laughs> he couldn't really see his head, and he sort of got that there's no head. Yeah, that I am the space that everything is appearing in. So there's the space looking at what's appearing, what's appearing, but it can never see what it's appearing in. So he did these little exercises so you could have a sense of that, and they worked. They were pretty good. They shift your perceptions, and you get a hit, like, aha, you know? And so his idea was, this is, you're the space for everything else to appear in. Sort of like the sky, yeah? Everything else is appearing in this space that you're providing. You, there's no back door called the back of your head. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, just, it's not like the head is part of the appearance. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the camera casing. It's not the light, but it's part of the camera casing, yeah? So the light moves through. And then all this is appearing in it. Don't wonder, doesn't that even intrigue you a little bit? That idea? I mean, you know, you know, that door that has the big, like, your giant file of all your experiences and stories blocking it, you know what I mean? Don't you excited? What's behind that door, you know? What's behind Paul? I mean, what would happen if Paul didn't catch the next ball that was thrown at it? Where would the ball go? I've never heard it. It's like dropping something in the well. You never hear it. That's a deep fucking well. There goes the ball. I don't catch it. <laughs> I never hear it hit a wall. Just goes, 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 goes. You know what I mean? Doesn't that sort of like intrigue you? Curious of it? While you're going through your days and, you know, people aren't liking you as a body. And, you know, you'd really like them to like you as a body. You like them as a body. You're hoping to finally meet as two bodies that like each other. At least for a short period of time. You know, so that we can have an, a non-body experience, hopefully. <laughs> through the bodies. I mean, it's like, it's like Russian roulette where none of us, not many of us are winning. You know, the numbers never really coincide too well. It's Billions of us, we can't seem to connect. <laughs> maybe, maybe <laughs> what you so would freely want to give to that body, maybe give it to the spirit a little. See what it does with it. See what it does with that investment of your attention. 
Yeah? It probably won't put it into a straitjacket and demand things from it. It may just sort of open up like a flower opens up. You can smell it, you can land on it, and this and that. And then just keep opening up more and more space. And that space, obviously, a little bit of it's like, it's, a little bit's going to come in, start influencing your experience. And you'll realize the greatest ex- experience is not of an experience, yeah? The greatest effect on the level of experience doesn't come from an experience. It comes from a, non, a non-experiential state, which will influence your experiences, yeah? In other words, let's say, like for me, one day, you know, I was surfing and I was doing this, and the next day I couldn't surf, couldn't hike. And I'd been sort of laid up for a while. And you would think that I'd be really bummed out if my happiness and joy was based on surfing and things. But I'm actually incredibly buoyant and quite cool because I'm not basing my happiness on an experience because I know they come and go because it's happened to me before, getting run over by a car and everything like that. It's a bad, de- it's a bad deal to depend on outside situations for your okayness, yeah? So... Now, I now you can see the joy of what they do in sometimes in those spiritual communities where you do the same thing every day, but they're in an, they're in an alive mind. The mind's alive, and the mind is downloading into those quote unquote mundane experiences. Sometimes they don't change this, their schedule for twenty something years, but that that mind that's walking to the temple and eating the rice is alive. Yeah. So they're having a sense of not an experience. The experience looks pretty fucking boring in a way. But that that simplicity of experiences is allowing their attention and interest to sort of fertilize and irrigate that state of presence, yeah? Instead of being constantly damned and irrigated and moved to feel this field of, oh, I hope I look good, or this and that and that and that, it's now actually just being, it's going there, yeah, and in that sense, the water that goes into the field goes back to the field. So it's infinitely replenished. When attention goes to its natural state, it's very, very replenished. Yeah, it gets more and more refined. And you'll see some of its examples. Your senses will get clearer. You'll taste food better. Your eyes will see a lot more clarity and beauty here. And it's not because of here. The here hasn't gotten more beautiful. Yeah. It was always a possibility, but what's looking at it is opened up to beauty. Not out here, but in here. And this is now expressing out here. Ever have it with these talks? You go after the talk, the food tastes unbelievably good. Yeah, the coffee is the best smelling coffee I ever smelled. It's not because it was just a great batch that day. Why do they have their best batches every Saturday? It's because it's not that. It's what happens with you. Yeah. Instead of your senses being dulled by overconsumption, they're being refined, yeah, by that space because it's not an experiential condition. Yeah? It's it's a it's totally it's it's got a it's got foreign elements at least to our experiential level, and those foreign elements are truly what's mostly sought out in the experiential experiential level. You want something that's not of an experience here. It leavens the place out. 
you find reliability in it. You can, you can start having an easing comfort in the situations you're in because it's not based on the situations. Yeah? You can start feeling okay when your whole world's saying you're not okay or the world's saying you're not okay. It still can't override your okayness because it's not based on here. It's based in a place where it's truly, it's a wonderful place to base it on because it's always available at all times with no requirement necessary. There's no privatization going on there. There's no gates. There's no gated communities. There's no toll booths. They haven't found a way to fucking commercialize it yet. They've tried, but they haven't. And it's always there. And right where you are, in other words, right where you are at all times is what you're looking for. And it's what's looking. It doesn't matter how it's looking, if it's looking through Cartier sunglasses or it's looking through lust or it doesn't give a damn. It's not how it's, it's what's looking. Yeah. What's looking is a basic state. It's not like what's looking is only available from 10 to 12 on Wednesdays and Fridays the every leap year. <laughs> I mean, it's not like that. It's not like the portal only opened up for these five minutes. Everyone has to be in Nova Scotia that one day. And oh, we can all get sucked up into it. No, it's so available, we don't notice it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> We're so, it's so available, we don't pay any attention to it. We only recognize things that come and go. We recognize, like, if you look at a giant chalkboard, where does your mind go to? The one dot that's been put on it. You don't get the sense of the space of the chalkboard. You see what's been written on it, yeah? That's how we're pro this how the, this, the programming is here. We, we, the aperture contracts to see something, and it misses everything in that, yeah? The contraction to see something, just like it's looking back with, at you as seeing something, it's contracted, so it's missing everything. Yeah? And then we're wanting some relief, but we can't pin it. We'll make it, give it a name. Oh, I'm looking for everything. But where are you looking for everything? Outside of everything. <laughs> You're the everything you're looking for. No, it can't be. I know this place. This is a special somewhere you don't want to be. <laughs> it's done terrible things, and it smells, and... You can't believe the thoughts that bang around in there and fucking desires it wants to have. And man, no, this, no, no, this can't be. That can't be. That's the everything that I think about. Of course, it can't be, because it's behind what's thinking. Yeah, it's not a topic to be thought about. It's prior to all topics. Yeah, everything, everything concerning that has been conceptualized. Nothing can get close to it. Nothing can capture it. No mental idea or conceptualization or philosophy can ever capture what is. But it's readily available. You don't have to capture it. It's right prior to your breath. It's right where you're sitting now. You just have an idea of who's sitting. And the idea is stubbornly attached like a barnacle. Yeah? But you don't realize the barnacle can only find an anchor on a rock or something. If you're not that figure you're taking yourself to be, the barnacle can't fucking anchor in. Yeah? Everything will move it out and it'll come back in like currents. The barnacle finds stability by getting onto a rock or a hole or something. Yeah? Because it's in an unstable coming and going. But it finds, and we, we play the pseudo rock. The idea of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. The idea of being the thinker that's claiming to be the, 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 
the cause of all the thoughts, the feeler that's had every feeling that's ever arisen, yeah? The seer that's seen every freaking thing, the hearer, it's all a story, yeah? There is no noun to be found here, not one, not one. There's no seer, there's just seeing. There's no hearer, there's just hearing, yeah? There's no feeler, there's just feeling. The head wants to claim it, and it pins you on this fucking material wall. You're the doer, and you've done some very bad, bad things. Very, very, very bad. Now, I would have let you into heaven if you were good, but because you've been bad, there's no heaven for you. So now you have this pseudo-gatekeeper keeping you from what you are. (laughs) And you're paying tons of tolls. It's getting enriched by your attention and interest, man. It's getting as big as hell. And then you become weak and passive and hoping for a savior. Oh, someone saves me. The woman or the job or the money. Please, come and save me. You know, they become the higher power of the weak. Yeah. This is empowering. It's not a passive victimization type of spirituality that some of us have fallen into. Where oh, everything's fine. No, it ain't. Yeah. Slavery, I don't think, is fine. If you notice there's a mental slavery going on, yeah, then you can figure out why you do anything to get high because you were pretty fatalistic about the change you were in. You, weren't, you didn't feel like you were ever going to get out, so what would you do? Almost anything to get relief. Yeah, I've lived a life like that. I've seen it. This is a radical empowerment where, where all that you've been looking for resides right in the looking. Yeah. You're not trying to turbocharge the moments. You're not, you know, this moment needs to become an extreme moment. I've got to radically extremize this moment. No, the moment, the whole idea of getting into the moment is insane. It's like, it's just an affirmation of a crazy idea that somehow came up in your head. It wasn't there when you were a kid, I bet you. When I was a kid, I wasn't in an abusive situation. When I was playing, time hadn't set up yet, so I wasn't worrying, will I be playing next week, or do I deserve to play? (laughs) You know what I mean? Have I played too much? (laughs) You know what I mean? It wasn't, none of that was coming up in the head. It was just free-ranging. And then again, it wasn't looking for meditation classes or retreats because it really didn't want to get out of something. You know, it, it didn't. It was sort of right there. So, And then suddenly, somehow, we got an idea that we could be somewhere other than where we are. Yeah, And that idea has galvanized by constant repetition and acting as if it's true. It's not true, but we act as if it is. So when something's going on, we think we can deny it. Oh, I don't want that to happen. But it's happening. You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, I don't want to feel this. You felt it already. It's too late. (laughs) Whoops! You always believe you got the gun out when you've lost every fucking okay corral action. You know, you've been you've been outdrawn every fucking time. But every time you walk onto the middle of the road, and okay, and you think you're gonna win. (laughs) There's no way the thing's got the gun out already. You know, (laughs) when are you going to get it? Take the easiest off the way. (laughs) All right, I've segregated all my thoughts. 
There's 63,420 I deem bad. There's 6,360 I good. And maybe 12 about, let's say, about, you know, whatever, are indifferent. You know what I mean? All right. All right. Let's see. It's sort of like those guys, so these new cars, they have, they, you can heat only one side of the car. <laughs> like those beds, you know, where they have the bed meter, they can not soft and hard. Now, that's a bed. So, But this is like, you're going to heat the one side of the car, but the driver wants to cool. Where's the demarcation <laughs> line? Is there like a curtain between you? I mean, I would think you can't can't separate in the space. All right, I want only a cool air staying on this side, and then not warm air there. You know, you put it freezing over there. You know, like there's like a membrane. It's fucking insane. So here, oh, that's good thoughts. All right, keep that good thoughts. All right, this is gonna be my good space for good thoughts. I want to make sure I come out when I'm with people, especially when I'm doing a talk. I got to look like a spiritual teacher. Don't let any of these leak in the bad thoughts. No, <laughs> keep them inside there. You know, you know what I mean? And yet, no one's paying any attention to the space they seem to be in. We'll even use the space as like storage, but we don't recognize all the stuff you put in it pales in the value of the space that they're in. The sensing of that space is the most valuable, the most valuable occupation you can be under, yeah? <laughs> Instead of filling it up, all right, I'm going to segregate. Just realize, did you know you are going to have a thought? Do you see it coming from, like, to Tiburon? I can someone, too, duck, you know? Oh, that thought got me. I was, wasn't vigilant. I had a bad, a bad thought came in. It's insane. Why not? What would happen if you... You recognize the experiential level is just one possibility. Yeah, there's one vague thing going on. Yeah, there's tons of stuff going on. Maybe move. Let's see if I can go, instead of getting more into the experience, maybe just go back a little bit and let's see. Maybe I'll be looking, I'll find what I'm looking for in the experiences, not in the experiences. Yeah, just maybe. Maybe what I'm looking for through all my experiences can't be found in the experiential in, in the like experiential drawer. I got to go to another drawer. All right, all right, the underwear drawer or something. I'm going here. Oh, and then you find. Oh, so now and then in time you'll see this infuses its sense into my experiences now, because this is what's truly experiencing. It's actually that's this is what's experiencing the who that's taking itself to be the experiencer. That's also an experience this is having, having, yes? But this experience haver isn't looking for anything in the experience. It's expressing it in the, in the experience. It's not shopping there. It has a totally different intent than the idea of being the experiencer. The experiencer here is consuming, yeah? We figure if we have enough experiences, it's going to make us something. If I have enough experiences, if I do and have myself enough, I can produce a sense of being. It doesn't, all it does is produce more of the same mental state. Selfing, yeah? It's like throwing fire on the place, the thing you want to get relief from. Throwing fire on it. But this, then the experience, now you can start out shining the circumstances and situations. And never forgetting that you are the light. Even when you're doing something you love, you don't pin on it, pin it on the thing you're doing. You realize it's the love that's expressing itself that you're the source of, yeah? 
It's using that vehicle of surfing to express itself. It's using that vehicle of relationship to express itself. But don't be fooled by the surfing or the relationship, because there'll be a day there won't be any surfing, or you won't be able to do something. You may not. You may have to move inland, and that girl or that man may leave. You know. Don't don't locate your source of happiness in a fucking physical place or in a situation, because that can shake and move easily. Yeah, hide it and put it where it's you know hold it with the value it has and put it in something reliable. So you'll have like an even keel through everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Your basic centeredness won't be so thrown off like self-centeredness gets thrown off. Because self-centeredness, its whole center is based on imaginary locations. You and me and this and that. Yeah? But centeredness is based on a reliable, a reliable, uh, not a place, but it's a based on reliability. That's where mind finds true rest. Yeah? There's nothing like being content when you're doing something you love and not doing something you love, that instead of being totally empty and ravenous and doing something you love to get something, which is just forms like an addictive mo- movement of mind, you get filled up and then you go, man, this lady brings it out of me, far out, yeah? But don't believe she's inserting it in you. No fucking way. That's like a drug addict, Yeah? Just like when I would kiss everyone's ass if they were a cocaine dealer. And then people, I go to recovery meetings, they have all these problems about God. But let's say you were a coke addict and you heard that a guy named God had some good coke. You'd be right at his door. You wouldn't give any, all your ideas of God. You'd be not three in the morning. God, God, you know, kick me down some of that good coke. You know what I mean? This whole idea. If you're dying of thirst, man, accept the water. And if you accept the water, follow it back to the well and see if it's full. Yeah. Put your put your pail in there a few times and see if it doesn't bring back water. And if it keeps bringing back water, that's pretty damn reliable. Maybe keep putting your you know your thing in there. Throw your little rope of attention and interest, and maybe you don't even have to pick it up anymore. It just sort of rests in there. And then it, everything that you were looking for in a sense, has been delivered. Pre-holidays. <laughs> it was already there. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you were. And then these statements you used to hear that used to throw you off a little bit, like, the seeker is the sought, you know, or what you're looking for is what's looking. And these constant turnarounds, all they're attempting to do is to snap your attention. Yeah? Just to see that, oh, what you're looking for is what's looking, you know? Or when you see the Buddha on the street, kill him because you may be throwing your Buddha nature off on someone else to hide it from yourself. Yeah? It's easy to do. So all these little ways of attempting to go right back to where it is. Yeah? Which is right where you are at all times with no requirement necessary to meet it. Just a little bit of willingness or openness. So what we do is we talk about what we're not. Because the big whammy is is when people are talking to me when they were about how everything was so beautiful and everything, it was it was the misidentification that was hearing it or claiming to be the hearer of it. And so immediately I thought I had to do and have myself there. 
So the whole way, before I even took the first step, just because it implied a journey, I was lost. Yeah? But then over time, I saw that mistake was remedied by a download, and I realized, geez, it's not so much what you're hearing, it's how it's being heard. Yeah? So if the idea of you're a lion, you're a lion sounds nice, then watch when it comes in. You're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion. If you have sheep ears, if there's an identification as a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, active at the moment in your head, then you're going to hear it as a sheep. And now the sheep is going to translate it into, I can become like a lion, which is not the message. Yeah, Because now the sheep will now start to try to be like a lion, try to mimic a lionhood, all the while affirming that it's a sheep. Instead of just questioning, am I a sheep? That's how you discover you're a lion. You don't discover you're a lion by looking for a lion. You discover you're a lion by questioning the sheep. The sheepness, yeah? When you question that, and you see, maybe it cracks, and you start seeing gaps, and there's the possibility opens up. You realize, hey, I may not be that. And then you get, I can be free from it. Instead of my living my life trying to be free as it, which is a fool's errand, I can be free from it. And how long is that going to take? No time at all. Because you're inherently free from it. You are prior to it. How could what comes after bind you? How can what comes after bind you? Yeah? You're prior to the bondage. You don't need to be relieved. You have to realize you're not that which is unrelieved. Yeah? The freedom is not after the bondage. That's just the dualistic... <coughs> it's prior to the bondage. You get a hit that nothing's ever really happened here. Even though tons of shit has happened, if you wake up this morning, the same sense that you are this morning would be in the same sense if you've had 40 years of hell or 40 years of heaven. The same sense of presence would have been there. Exactly the same. Not one touch, not emphasized by all the years of heavenness or not diminished by all the years of hellness. It's untouchable. It's like the sky. Well, that's a bad, but it's the best one of the best examples you can use. Everything appears in it. We always look at what's in it to describe it. Yeah? We're always, we're always missing it because it's always so. The clouds are different, so we can say, oh, the sky is so much beautiful. It's really beautiful today, as if it wasn't yesterday. Yeah? But we're not, we're not describing the sky. We're describing the clouds. Yeah? The sky is like the space. The clouds are appearing in it. That's what we're doing all day. We're constantly describing what's appearing in it, us and everything else, and we're missing what, it, what everything's appearing in. Why not go there? You can. You have the possibility. You are that. Yeah? Just even a little bit of that will make go a long way here. You'll let, you know, a little bit of that understanding, <clears throat> not even actualized, just entertained, will produce a traveling lighter here. And isn't that what you really want? As this thing here, you want to travel lighter here. Far out. That's what you're going to give. But not by it, but from it. Yeah? By realizing you're not that, you're going to get everything that's been looking for, but in an ignorant manner. You'll get everything that this was looking for, but in a different, enlightened manner. Yeah? You know, when something said, all right, we're interrupting this, give me the agenda... Yes, and then it gets completed. Not by this, but just in spite of this, basically. Yeah.
I'm like stoked by it. I think it's great news. <laughs> I seriously am, man. It, it just infused in me a long time ago, and it hasn't stopped tickling me in there. Because I don't see, to me, it was the last answer. It's like an unspoken yes. Nothing else has shown up. I'm not trying to add on to it. Everything I do, basically, here is to sort of improve the body. Basically, I don't need to improve the spirit. It's fucking fine. You know what I mean? I'm improving my health, maybe, trying to, or the body. There's no maintenance of the spirit. It's just, if you are that, that's the highest form of maintenance. Yeah? If you're not the spirit, then you're going to have to try to maintain it, like, all fucking day. Your head. Because your head, your head and body, you can take as many spiritual experiences, it probably will not produce a spiritual awakening because they're not produced. Yeah? You can have thousands of spiritual experiences and yet no spiritual awakenings is, is available. It's available, but not to you, you know? So it's not experiences. It's not, all right, I hit the critical mass. I've had my 50th epiphany. That shot me into the fourth dimension of spirituality. No. <laughs> You can have hundreds of epiphanies. It doesn't mean a damn thing. They're just phenomena. They're experiences, yeah? You can get disappointed at Kmart, and that could be your wake-up call. You know what I mean? Right at the register. I thought this was on sale. Boom! <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> All right, walk out. Who cares if it doesn't fit? <laughs> I can return it anyway. <laughs> One time I was at this thing, this retreat. It's like a therapeutic retreat. It was really good, actually. And one of the things they did is, like, on the sixth day, they took us to, like, a Kmart, a world in Australia. And it was so funny. There was so much shit in there, but how empty it was, you know? I was walking around all the aisles, and it was just kept hitting me. There was tons of boxes, and it was all empty, totally fucking empty of any meaning whatsoever. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is what experiences are like. <laughs> tons of, tons of experiences, but inherently empty. Yeah. Because they come and go. The only value they have is what's infused in it, one that's been seemingly in the experience. Yeah. We're the bringer of everything. We're not the getter of things. We're the bringer of it. We're giving everything the reality it has right now. Just like you want to start it on a small level of meaning, the cost of miracles, you and I give everything all the meaning it has. Try that on for size. Check it out. Apply a little slice of your day and see if it doesn't ring true. Yeah? All right, then expand on it. Well, how could, how could something seem so real if it isn't? Yeah? Well, it must be seeming real to what is real. The what is real must be lending its reality to that thing. Well, how the hell does that happen? Well, explore and find out. Yeah? See what's actually going on here. When I heard that, that was one statement that stopped me in my tracks, and it has never not stopped me in my tracks. You and, and I give everything all the meaning it has. It explained a whole lot in like one fell swoop download, yeah? Jesus Christ. All right. Okay, and then he expands on it very simply. He says, hey, you and I are the dreamer of the dream. 
Yeah. Follow this one a little bit. So if we're given everything the meaning it has, in a way that means nothing has any meaning. Yeah? Yeah. And if it does have a meaning, it's pretty weak because, because we can override it very easily. So the worst thing can be the best thing, the best thing can be the worst thing, like every other day. Yeah? That's how extreme it is. So basically, if everything has been given meaning, it doesn't have any meaning, obviously. Yes? So where is the meaning coming from? From the things or from what's seeing the things? It's coming from here, yeah? It's a projection, not a perception. We're not perceiving the meaning of something. The, the meaning's being projected, and then the apparatus perceives it, yeah? So if the apparatus is in a consequential level, it perceives this thing as a thing and real, with real meaning, and it, and it takes this thing that's seeing it as a real thing, with real meaning. All right, so you and I are the dreamer of the dream. Yeah? We forgot that we're dreaming. This is, this is an important part. So, okay. How can we forget that we're dreaming? Right. You and I are the dreamer of the dream. So let's just say this is dreaming right now. When It's not like a dream, like an object that happened once. It's the activity going on. There's dreaming going on. Yeah, You're going to give meaning to the day based on your condition. Really, this is what's going to happen. All right? So here you go. You and I are the, are the dreamer of the dream. We've given er- and we forgot that we're dreaming. Now this is what I looked into. How is it that I forget that I'm the dreamer? That's interesting to me. I don't just take it as a statement, all right, I forgot that I'm dreaming. But how? How is that forgetfulness being occur? How is that occurring? Well, because there's the mental state of remembering the self. So I'm remembering myself as a thing, and therefore I forget the non-thingness that's dreaming. It's just simple. So I have to keep remembering myself as a thing to keep in the forgetfulness that I'm the dreamer, obviously. It has to be sustained and maintained because it's not, it's not a, a natural state, yeah? The forgetfulness has sort of been produced and therefore it has to keep being produced by remembering self. That's what happens all day. What do you think the thought system is like it is for you? It's all about you almost all fucking day. Yapping, yapping, yapping. About how you were, how you're going to be. As what? As a body. Yeah? So that's the remembering of self. All right. When we're in the state of forgetfulness that we're the dreamer, we now give everything we dreamt, we now give everything we dreamt the power to affect us. It's a beautiful diagnosis. Yeah? You and I are the dreamer of the dream. We're in the forgetfulness of that. And in that forgetfulness, we give everything we dream, we dream the power to affect us as the dreamt object. Doesn't it sound true? I think that explains, like, every day, year after year after year, as what's going on, yeah? You're giving meaning to things, that's the act of dreaming, in a sense, yeah? Everything, if something can be given a meaning, it mustn't have one of its own, if everything, every meaning sticks to it, it must be non, it has no meaning, yeah? So it receives meaning and reflects meaning back, but it doesn't have its own shine, obviously, because it's not real. It's dreamlike, yeah? All right, so we're given all the meaning has. We forget that, and now we're in the state of, oh, I'm remembering this, which is a dreamt object, and everything that I've dreamt is now has the ability to affect me. So that beautiful woman I dreamt now can leave me and destroy my life. <laughs> Seemingly. You know what I mean? <coughs> you don't see it? I mean, it's a perfect diagnosis of every day. Nothing is... 
written in stone. It's just either you're there or here. Like Jesus says, you can't serve two masters at the same time. What was he talking about? I don't think he had two guys out there as masters and you had to go, master, you know. I would say it was basically what's happening here. There was one master, the master of self, trying to advertise and get you and convince you and, you know, cause your attention and interest to be given over to its little development, which is of self. Or there's the other master that would be represented maybe by the pause or silence or whatever. And there you go. Where's the attention going to be given? It's not you giving it the attention, because that would be the sense of being a self again. It's just seeing where, what's, what's, where, is the attention allowed to go to the silence, or has it been enslaved in the slavery of the self? Check it out. Have you ever tried to stop thinking about yourself? Have you ever stopped trying to... Like if something happens that you really want to go one way and it looks like it's going another way and you go home and you just try to sit with it, isn't like you're getting pulverized by Mike Tyson, you know, like 45 rounds and there's no bell? <laughs> boom, 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 boom. You give up, it still stop, doesn't stop. You can't seem to call off the dogs, can you? You're totally powerless, it seems. Don't you feel like one? Your interest and attention won't stop smelling that shit just keeps going there. You pull it away, you try to do something, you go to a movie, as soon as you get out of the movie, it's back there again. <laughs> Sniffing away. You can't see it. You don't have any power, yeah? Because there's been a, a, an allegiance pledged to one of the masters. Hopefully, the strength of it is waning, because you start recognizing, you start seeing what's going on, and there's going to be a shift to the other, or, hope, or you can see that it's actually building up, which is fun. I'd probably want to drink then. <laughs> Get high, might as well, because I'm in for it. <laughs> so. <laughs> but is it not like a hemopathic? It gets worse at first before it gets better? It can. It can look like that. Well, but it never gets worse in a way. What happens is your attention is more clear. So it seems you really see it, yeah, for what it is. We're pretty, we're pretty, it's been pretty distilled in a lot of us now. I mean, we could be really in hell and not know it, you know? Just because we have a, like, let's say Belvedere is two degrees cooler than Marin City, but we're basically still in hell, let's say. But because we're all in hell, we don't know, we can't tell, the, we really can't see what's going on. But if you, had a, if you have a relief from it, you'll really see the problem. You'll see the problem from the solution. And it's a very good convincer that you don't want to go there. Yeah. You'd rather get into the habit of leaning this way, yes? And then an abstinence or an immunity builds to going into that. And if you take the first fallacy of it and look at that, it's more than enough to weaken the whole system, which is that you're a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Its whole game is built on that. That's where, that's its whole story. Its whole reason beyond whatever that statement in French is, it's all that is, is the sense of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. That's its jewel in its little fake uh, necklace. That's it. Everything else is supporting that. That's like the keystone, like they say, you know? The keystone of it is that. So that's all we do is question that. See what happens. It weakens. It weakens the system. Yeah? Your attention and interest gets freed somewhat. It can go other places that will enrich your life. Yeah, and in the enriching, who wants, who wouldn't want more of that? 
Yeah. So you finally know what what works actually means. You finally know what uh, what you comprehend the word solution. You understand that there is a solution, really, and that the solution is that there is no real problem. That's it. That's the solution. You may not like it now, but that's it. It reveals to you that it's all been smoke and mirrors. You've never been a self, nor could you ever be a self. Yeah. No matter how much you huff and puff, it doesn't make that house blow down or build up. It's just impossible. Yeah? So you get it. So from the solution's point of view, there is no problem. Literally. And therefore, there's no need for a solution, which is the greatest solution of all. Just like that's the solution you were in when you were a kid. You weren't looking for a solution because you didn't see any problem in a lot of ways, yeah? When I was like two, three years old, it was like golden years. Of course, you had your ups and downs, but a lot of times it was such a freeing state, you weren't questioning it much, were you? I wasn't. You took it as normal. It's just when you outgrew it, then you fucking, oh, shit. When that thought system started to develop, man, and then it started getting your attention, then there's that lovely kid is super uncomfortable in its own skin. Fucking crazy, you know? A crazy occupation. Something coming in and occupying you. This possibility. And then riding you like a fucking jockey for the next 30 or 40 years. You know? Leading you to all these wells that are fucking dried up and back to the same well over and over again with the hopes that it will be different this time. To me, it's like slavery. It really is. Like slavery, and of course, if you were enslaved and you didn't think there was any way out, you would do almost anything, which I did, shooting drugs and everything else. You know, I just, man, I didn't think there was any hope in it, so I just fucking, I'm just going to stay as high as I can until I go to the next institution, the next jail, and the next death, and I hope the death comes soon. Really, I didn't want to kill myself, but I tried to a lot, shooting up a heavy-duty amount of drugs, because I was hopeless, totally hopeless in that state of mind and body. But what it says is it was a seeming state of mind and body, which means it was appearing to be true or false to me. That's the out. Everything here is only seemingly so. And the big thing of alcoholism that's sometimes missed in the forward is that we're a hundred men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. It does not say hopeless state of mind and body. It's seemingly hopeless. It appears to be hopeless to you. Or it doesn't appear to be hopeless to you. When you enter recovery, what can happen is it will stop appearing to be hopeless. And then things get better. Yeah. When you're out there and you're taking it to be hopeless, what the fuck? I'm just going to do whatever I can to stay high. I don't give, about, give a shit about dying or going to jail or doing this. I don't want to be in the skin. Conscious. So, What was that based from? Not the condition, but the, how I was seeing the condition. My role was the dominant role in my own supposed addiction. So, there you go. That's a rude awakening. Yeah? There's no one to blame anymore. There's no one to pin it on. It's just, it's just you see your role in this whole thing. Not as Paul, but as mine. Yeah? And once the mind sees it, hey, it can choose to change. It can change. I don't know if it's a choice. It can just move off of that dead horse. You know, and that's what happened. All of a sudden, I've been sober for 26 years. <laughs> Just like that. Just stopped one day, never had another drink or a drug. And, uh, and I wasn't looking for it to stop. Something intervened and said, oh, the movie's changing. <laughs> and there it went. Yeah. <laughs> it could change again. Who knows? You're not a stable entity. You're just a, you're a possibility. Mind's just expressing through you. 
it expressed addiction, now it's expressing recovery from addiction. It's the same mind. Yeah? But this one wasn't doing it. This one didn't know how to be sober. Sobriety scared the living Jesus out of me. My problem wasn't drinking, it was being sober. I couldn't handle life on life's terms. Couldn't. I wanted to escape. And I did, as much as I could, until I couldn't. And if I was probably in that condition and saw it the same way, I'd probably be getting loaded today. You know? So, yep. That's that. Any questions today? Yes? So of course you're looking forward to it. There's not you looking forward to it. There's not a you that's looking forward to it. There's just looking forward to it. It doesn't take anything out of life. It just extracts the subject. Yeah? And it's not even a, a, a subtraction. You're not there as a subject anyway. It's just seeing the, the false addition that's been put on anything. Looking for happens a lot here. But I, it doesn't happen to a you. Yeah? That's the dilemma. The bondage of self isn't in looking for or not looking for. It's in the feeling of being the who that's looking for and not looking for. Yeah? You're neither of them. There's just looking for and not looking for. Yes? There's reaching up and there's reaching down. There's no you that reaches up and reaches down. That's the extraction. That's the... And it's, again, it's not an extraction because it's an artificial addition that we've taken to be a mathematical fact. It's not. There is no long-lasting independent separate entity. You're not the doer, the haver, the thinker. Yeah? You're way, that is an idea. And you've had a huge stretch of your own life, your supposed own life, when you were a kid, where you didn't think you were the thinker and the haver and the doer either. When you were a baby. We grew into it. And we didn't grow out of it. Some people go get into senility and Alzheimer. They forget they're the doer and the haver also. So you bookended both ways. And then you have this little stretch that is your, this is what secures all your fucking insane mental positions. But I did this. I had this. I did what? 50, 50 years? That's like a blink in mind's eye or something, you know? <laughs> Christ. This is like not... Oh, people do this all the time. Well, why would I plan if there is no person to be in the future? Because you have no choice. That's the programming. The action figure is going to plan. Why does it have to imply it's you planning? Can't you just leave it as a function of the action figure? Why do you have to chime in and take it to be yours? Why? Do you want to be beholden to every action that happens through this body? Do you want to be attached to every thought that's moved through this noggin? Do you want to actually, do you really want to be the doer of those things? Do you want to be the recipient of the consequences of those thoughts and actions? Do you? Do you really want to be, is it that important to be the doer? Just quit. It's not about doing. Doing is going to happen. But there's that assumption there's a doer floating around all the time. That's what we're looking at, Yeah. If I met a girl I like, like Deb, I won't see her this weekend. I look forward to seeing her. It's not like I don't, I never look forward to anything. I look forward to the Yankees winning. I look forward to surfing. I look forward to loving. But there's, but 
the repository, all that looking for, doesn't go to the bank of self, that I'm the one that was looking for this, and therefore I'm the one who's disappointed it hasn't go my way. That's what gets snipped out. And it's not even a snipping, it's a recognition, it's not even there. It's, been, it's a false insertion. With all the verbing, your head is inserted noun, noun, one noun especially, you, put in there, and it tells a story about this incredible event from a point of view of being a someone. Yeah? How's it, how are you traveling with it? Do you like it? No. You're saddled with it. It's like a slavery now. So, why not question? Question the subject of it all. You. Not question, am I looking for too much? I've been looking for way too much this week. I've got to cut back on my looking for. Let me not look for. All right, let me. I'm not looking for. I'm not looking for. I'm not looking for that girl. I'm not looking for money. I'm not. All right, I got it. Now it's stabilized. Like, oh, I said, oh, I was looking for something from her. No. Not looking for. Not looking for. No, that's insanity. Just question who is. Yeah? Who is it that's swimming? Who is it that's doing something? Just ask, open up a doorway out into that realm. Instead of constantly seeing the doorway with, you know, with a big picture, a little happy face of you on it, and then it's foreboding. Never, never go beyond you. Don't, no! You don't want to be the, the hole of the donut. No! It's don't go beyond you. It's a fucking open that. <laughs> it's no, it's not even a door there. <laughs> There's infinity. Oh, that's what I've been looking for. What's looking? <laughs> I, oh, I make amends to all my fairy princesses. I'm sorry. I put a ton of, of emphasis on a half-ton pickup. I, this wasn't right. You're not my savior, please. <laughs> I don't need saving. Now I can really have a fucking great time with you. Yeah. I'm not going to make it any more than it is. Oh, you're my one. You're women and men, you know, have you ever been saddled with that where someone thinks you're the source of the universe? It's very off-putting, isn't it? I swear to God, you end up, you have no interest in the person because they have so much interest in you. They're barking off the wrong tree. You and I are not meant to be higher powers to other people, you know? With that power, things will go bad, you know? People are whimsical. Oh, I want to see you. Oh, I don't think I will. Oh, you call them at six. Oh, yeah, I want to see you. And then you go, oh, great. My, my ha- source of happiness is open tonight. Oh, oh I got to go somewhere else. What? <laughs> I'm, I have no recourse to reach my source. You see, it's insane. And the lady may not even have any intention, but the mind, the mind's going to play. There's a big fiddle. Let's go. <laughs> yes, we're going to get married and get engaged. And then she has an affair with the best man that day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't see it you're setting yourself up for a big one <laughs> like this guy I used to know this Tai Chi master I'd call him up and i said, man I haven't been feeling good for a few weeks and he said congratulations I said what do you mean he said well you'll be feeling good soon yeah? and he says if you would have called me up to say you were feeling great I'd say I'm sorry because you're going to be feeling bad soon that's just the way it goes right? <laughs> you know what I mean don't get stabilized anywhere that's not stable 
when you get stabilized in the shaky place, it's a drag. Seriously. When you put your little flag on something as if you can claim it and own it and it's yours, you're setting up a bad uh, possibility of some bad mojo occurring. Yes? Put your flag where it's truly stable, right where you are. Yeah? Right where you are. You're going to be in every moment of this your life. Like it or not. Yeah? Find it there. Not this pseudo-constancy of selfing, but the real sense of constancy. Your own nature. Yeah? Yeah, so. All right. That's it.